9. 9 and 10. Amplified. It's how the enemy get us, y'all. Not no more, huh? Amen. This is Philippians chapter 1 at verse 9. And this I pray, mm. that your love may abound yet more and more, and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight, that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment. Mm so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, okay. recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with hearts sincere mm. and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. And you thought this was about you. <laughs> Your salvation is about other people. Come on back to the top again. And he started off with what? A, a miracle. He said what? And this I pray. Uh, I pray. Mm. Mm -hmm. That what? That your love may abound yet more and more. Mm. Just a little. Mm. Go ahead. And extend mm. to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight. Hold on. In your feelings. It said knowledge. And it said. And extend you to the fullest development. I got to push you. Right. Amen. Thank you, Elder. When you're in disobedience, rebellion, most of us can't see it. Most of us cannot. This is what the enemy is counting on. He's counting on you feeling and not Discerning. Because discerning is sight. He's you. He, this is how we this is how we get in odds with each other. How I feel. Instead of knowing what I'm telling you, why I'm telling you this. It's because I love you. I discipline you because I love you. See, but you you're in rebellion so long. Your hearing is now dull. And now all you do is feel. You just want to feel. I don't feel you today. You're not discerning. I don't feel you today. You're discerning. You're not feeling. It's not about feeling. It's about discerning. It's about seeing. 
Just how we deal with each other in the body of Christ. Just how we deal with husband and wives and children. It's always on your feelings. It's not based on order. It's what it's not based on. As a pastor, I, as a pastor, I get upset when I see him bending you and twisting you. That's what I, I hate. And then you, you act like nothing's wrong. Like I told you, you can't see it. And then when it's brought to you, you're offended. But you don't see that I love you. Man, I told you, I hate when I see him bending you and twisting you. I hate when I see him bound you and you can't open your mouth and you can't praise him, but you do the way you. I, I hate when he does that. That's him. Yes. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Shout with a voice of triumph. You win. Yes, and it does take all of that. See, you're just trying to get out of your flesh so you can worship him in spirit and truth. It does take all of that. See, when you know God, you will praise him and you will worship him. Not the way that you want to. Why is it there that David praised God out of his clothes? Why is that there? He saw, why was he dancing? He saw what? He saw the presence of God. He saw all his victory was with that ark. No, you just, you won't praise him. You won't say nothing. You won't open. You don't see your victory. No, no, you don't. No. Mm -mm. And not only that, elder, but now when, he, when I see him coming, he's in me. No, he's in me now. He's not in the box now. He's in me. Oh, shoot. Man. Woo. Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> Why is it written? Why is it there for you to see? Every time they had a victory, what did they have to take with them? The Ark of the Covenant because it housed the presence of God. So now you're the Ark of the Covenant. Everywhere you go, now you house the presence of God. Victory every time he's with you. No, you want to cry and be in your emotions. You want to cry and be in your emotions. You want to be in your feelings. This is what the enemy's counting on. He's counting on it. <laughs> he's counting on it. He ain't even got to do that much work because I know you. I just do what I always do, suggest. And I know, and I know what's in you because I know what's in me, and I know what's me that's in you, and you're going to respond to it. But righteousness is supposed to be in you, so you're not supposed to respond to it. Right. 
See, then he no anger in you, so he come for anger. But he said, be angry, but sin not. What he was saying is when you're angry, he said, don't be mad. Don't be selfish about it. Do something about it. That's what he meant by that. Do something about it. That's what he meant. See, when you're angry, you're angry because you're selfish. But the way he said be angry, but sin not, is mean when you see something, act upon it. Injustice, act upon it. That's what he said. Be angry. Do something about it. See, now you know whose spirit you're dealing with. I want the enemy out of here. I want him out of you and out of you and out of all of us who he's in there. He needs to be out and y'all need to y'all need to do something about it. Because he's slowing down the progress of the kingdom. Should not tolerate the enemy in your home. You should not tolerate the enemy in your home no matter what the cause. No. No. Everybody going to tell the truth. Everybody going to court. I'm not playing. Because he's seeking to kill you. He's counting on us not being unified. Teacher, I'm trying. I'd like to go in on the enemy. Because he'd like to go in on you. You should have a better offense. You should have a better offense. Don't wait. Oh, but you can't see. Because there's no love. See, love lets you see and discern. Watch this. Love. There is a mark of a growing and discerning love. Note this. Love in the Bible never focuses on good feelings. Feelings, <laughs> feelings may and usually do come to a person who truly loves you. Amen. But feelings are never the focus, not with true love. What is the focus? The focus is the love, or should I say, the focus of love is this, teacher, knowledge. Mm -hmm. The focus of love is knowledge. If you truly love someone, you want to know everything about that person. See, that's the problem. We don't know everything about that person that you said I love. You don't know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. In fact, we want to know all we can about that person. The focus, the focus, uh uh-oh, then the focus of love is this. The focus of love is this. The focus of love is judgment. The focus of love is judgment. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Y'all say it again. The focus of love is judgment. 
judgment. That's the focus of love. Not your feelings. Not sexual. Not sensual. Not what you can do for me. Got you all twisted. Got us all twisted. Got you in your feelings. Come out. The focus of love is judgment. The word means intelligence or discernment. Y'all ain't ready. If you truly love someone, we not only want to know a person, but we want to learn all we can about the person. Sound like study. Sound like spending time. Mm. We want to gather all the intelligence and facts possible and discern them so that we can please that person. Nah, they ain't ready. <laughs> Did y'all get that? Y'all get that in the back? Okay. See, it's like we don't know how to respond. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to... To, to be with each other. See, and the enemy is counting on us not knowing how to be with each other. He wants us to be with each other. He don't mind us being with each other, but he wants us to be together in feelings. Because when he got you in your feelings, I can control you. That's the controlling factor. Okay, he don't like this stuff. Teacher, I got to get a few minutes and I'm, I'm gone. All right. Listen to this. You want to gather all the intelligent facts possible to discern them so that you can please them. See, love is not about you. I told y'all. Paul wants the believer to love and grow more and more. We need to know more and more about Christ and each other. Mystery. I I look at my wife sometimes, and you you've been with this person for almost twenty years. You'd be like. I still don't quite know her. She, she's peculiar. She, I think she's going to think the way, but she can actually change it, and it'll be better. No, I deal with her according to knowledge. I deal according to what I know. Prenostis. I deal with her according to knowledge of our relationship. You got to be in the spirit. You can't be in your flesh on those. That's what most of us. That's how we interact with each other. When you interact with each other with your feelings, that's your flesh. If it don't lead you to help the other person and it leads your feelings and leads you to, to you, that's you. That's your feelings. That's your flesh. That's Love is always other directed. Not self-directed. Some of your kids don't love your parents. I had to come to the realization of that with my own son. And I was blind. I didn't want to see it, but I saw it. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, that's true. It didn't matter how I felt. It didn't matter how I felt. It was the truth. So now I can deal with it now. Can't deal with it. 
Did y'all hear what I said? That's a hard thing. Yeah, I, I know I did with my son. I said I had to come to the realization that my own son, my seed, did not love me. And, and if you're a parent, you know, you're on to protect. That's a hard thing. He didn't like the way I disciplined him. You can't tell me how to discipline you. You can never raise me. The roles will never change. Ever change. And, I, and, I, and listen, and until this day, I, we don't talk. But if he came to my door and not and repented, I love him and wouldn't bring up anything. Because he don't know that I love him. I use myself, so don't tell him I'm talking about nobody. I'm talking about me. But if it includes you, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to pastor. And your own son, that's a hard thing. I hope you hear this. And know that I love him. Amen. Amen. That's a hard thing to pastor in love and not be affected. Because if I was affected, you would be I wouldn't be able to help nobody. I wouldn't be able to help nobody. My words would carry no weight. So in my suffering, in, in my innermost thoughts about how I feel about this, I had to give it to him. I had to give it to him. Because I can't bear that. He said he'll put no more than I can bear. I can't bear it. It's too much. It's too hard. It's too hard. So I think on whatever is lovely. You know? I got Shaft in the back. I, got, I think on what is lovely. I got Terrence. I think on those things that are lovely. You know? He'll give me a new one. See, I, if you give me a chance. If you give me a chance. See, my emotions right there. I wanted to cry. But if you give me a chance. hard to preach when you, you know those type of things. So I got to think on. I got to renew my mind. I got to keep my mind focused Amen. on you. So I can contend. Keep my right mind. Stay out of my emotions and stay in the spirit. Safety is there. Wow. A growing love is needed to approve things that are excellent. A growing love, and this is what Paul was talking about, that it would grow more and more. A growing love is needed to approve things that are excellent. It is not enough just to know what is right and wrong. It is not enough just to do what is right. Sometimes the choice is between good and the excellent, the acceptable and the best. Only a growing love will stir us to choose the excellent and the best. Amen. 
this is what the enemy don't want us to do, y'all. He don't want us to operate like in this knowledge. How are we supposed to be with each other? He does not want us to know this. And it's a price to pay for the anointing. It's a price to pay to pour into men and other men and your own flesh. So y'all don't, y'all don't understand. The price, it costs you. If you receive me as such. I'm patient. I don't just throw myself in any relationship with a man. I wait. I watch him. And when he's really ready, I'll appear. I'll, I'll, appear. I'll be right there. But when he ain't, I won't. Not in the way that he, mm-mm. not in the way he needs me to be. So I'm watching all of the men. It's called grace. He graced, he graced me with things. He blinded my feelings when it comes to my emotions to my son. See, and that's a price. See, I, I don't know, y'all, y'all don't get what I'm saying tonight, maybe. Now, I know about rejection. So what I do is I reject rejection. I reject it. He can't change my heart how I feel about my son. No one can do that. No thing can do that. Love is too late. It's already ended my heart. True love has ended my heart. Can't change that. But he hear this one day, y'all. Now I might be dead and gone, but he might hear it one day. And he'll know how I feel. Listen to this. The more we love the Lord, the more we choose the excellent and best for him. Did y'all hear what I said? The more we love the Lord, the more we choose the excellent and best for him. For him. The more we love each other, the more we love each other, the more we will choose the excellent and best thing for others. Did y'all hear that? Can I say that one more time? The more we love the Lord, the more we love and will choose the excellent and best for him, God. The more we love each other, the more we will choose the excellent and best for each other. My decisions affect you. I choose to love you. Man, oh, God, hold on. 
A growing love would not want to do anything that would ever come close to causing a person to stumble. Mm, mm, mm. Almost there. A growing love is needed to be sincere and pure. This is why he kept saying that your love would abound and grow more and more. Out of what? Out of love? Out of love? Your love is supposed to grow out of love. Ain't it right? Come on. So love is supposed to expand. Not only expand, but it's supposed to expand you. It's supposed to enlarge you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So how are you growing? Are you expanding? Hmm. You ain't got to go far. Just start in your home. You ain't got to go far. Just start in your own, your home right there. Listen. Growing love is needed to be sincere and pure. The word sincere means to shift about through. To sift about through to achieve in other to make to make something pure. It's, it's needed to make something pure. Therefore, it means pure. Listen, make sure you got this. It means to shift through in order to make pure. Y'all know like the little shifter, you get all the gold out. Get another impurities out. Okay, sifting it right through it. Listen, listen to this. The word pure means this, uncontaminated, not polluted, untainted. Note that we are to stay pure until Christ's return. Okay, you keep thinking it's sex. It's not what I'm, that's not what he's saying. Okay? And we always hear pure. You, you, this is what most of the time, that's what we think. Because a lot of times, that's what we are doing. So, that's not what he's saying here. Listen. Pure means to be uncontaminated. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Not polluted, untainted. Okay? Only a growing love would keep your eyes focused upon Christ. I'm going to say it again. Only a growing love will keep your eyes focused on Christ. Come on, do a self-audit right now. Is your love growing? Then that means your focus is Christ, not a priority. I told you, you can't prioritize God. He has to be your focus. That's what in marriages a lot of times he's a priority. He's not our focus. In my marriage, Christ is the focus. Teacher, not my focus. Christ is. But because Christ is, now I can focus in on her. Because I can see. Because Christ is my focus. You know, focus. I can see what I need to see. And love always does what? Looks for the best. In some occasions. So do you do that? You know the person that was bad to you, being mean to you. Do you look for the best in them? <laughs> I won't leave that one alone. Okay. Okay. A growing love will keep his eyes focused upon Christ. 
If we do not love him, we will not look to him. If you don't love him, you will not look toward him. You'll look toward, uh-oh. See, that's what <laughs> man loves self. Okay. Uh, love is always other-directed. Y'all need to say that to y'all self. Love, my love is other-directed. If you do not look, look, love him, you will not look upon him. If we love him, you'll see and be with him. Only love, true love, will keep us pure and waiting for his return. Is that how y'all go to y'all day, waiting for God's return? Could be, I could be messing up right now, but he could return right when I'm doing this. Yeah, no. Do you ever think like, that, that just me? Has that ever happened to y'all? Ooh, that was wrong in my heart. Let me get this right in case it's a crack right now. All right. <laughs> Man. Listen to this. This is a good illustration. Uh, a point found in a young lady who loves, let's say, who loves a soldier and is waiting for his return. If she truly loves him, she will keep her eyes fastened upon him and keep herself uncontaminated, untainted, pure. But that's the same thing with us. While we're waiting on him, we should keep ourselves uncontaminated, pure, right? But then you got to go to Galatians, you see the deeds of the flesh, so you'll know how to keep yourself uncontaminated. Okay, teacher. Okay, I'm, I, I could, but I probably need to stop. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I want to go on, but if I go on, it's going to open me up to something else, and I, I don't have the time to go there. Uh, so with that said, so with that said, let me go here, and I'm going to end it, okay? Is that all right with y'all? Y'all know I love you, right? right. Now, y'all saw me. I was a little emotional tonight, but that's a good emotion. It's a good emotion. It's a good emotion. You know what that does? It makes me want to pull on my father more. It makes me want to pull on him more because I need you right now. Because, you know, those feelings, you know, you, you love somebody. I mean, imagine God, imagine how he feels. Just for a minute. When you are disobedient, imagine how he feels. Put your feelings aside for a minute. Imagine how he feels. I'm talking about the epicenter of love. So he feels more deeper than we do. That's right. So imagine when we're disarrayed. Imagine Imagine when we're divided. Imagine when we speak evil. Imagine how we care for one thing. Imagine how he feels. See, we, we can't. It's hard. It's nice. You know why? Because you don't stop. Because you still continue to do it. Because you do not. See, you're. Okay. Okay. I got to do this. And I'm gone. In the Bible, knowledge 
knowledge represents relationship. In the Bible, knowledge represents relationship. To know. To know knowledge, right? No, to know, right? And Adam knew his wife. Relationship. He had knowledge of her. Right? Okay, that's Genesis 4.1. It means he had a physical union. Spiritual relationships are also described this way. Did y'all hear that? Jesus used the word know to refer to his saving relationship for those who followed him. He said, I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Oh, y'all don't get it. And Eve knew. And Adam knew it's a relationship. And it's a relationship. My sheep know my voice. <laughs> and my sheep know me. Relationship, no. Oh, come on. Okay, okay. That's John 10, 14. He also told his disciples, you will know the truth, relationship, and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth. You will be in relationship with the truth, intimate with the truth. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I'm excited about this thing because I'm intimate with him, and I know me, and I know him. Oh, my. It's just like I know I'm in a relationship with my wife. Can't nobody tell me I ain't. I know I'm in a relationship. And she know she's in a relationship with me. But he said, depart from me. I never knew you. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Give you a different understanding now about knowing. Why are we teaching on relationships? Y'all better get this thing. See, we ain't intimate. Ah, y'all think it's just physical. Woo. By contrast, Jesus said to the unbelievers, uh-oh, watch this. You do not know my father. <laughs> Woo. Jesus told the unbelieving Jews, you do not know, you're not intimate. My father. Therefore, to know Christ is to have faith in him, to follow him, to have a relationship with him, to love him and be loved of him. Are y'all in the know? <laughs> Woo, you want to get in there? Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Increasing, the last thing, increasing the knowledge of God is part of Christian maturity. And it is something all Christians are to experience as we grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. That's 2 Peter 3, 18. Amen? Amen. All right, I'm going to end right there. And, uh, man, I want to go some more with this. 
guess we'll go continue on Sunday, maybe. How many of y'all know? How many of y'all know God and that he know you? He's intimate. That's all this is, is about. I told you, relationships is everything. It's the foundation for everything. How's your foundation? It's not feelings. Come out of the feelings. The feelings, the feelings will, man. I showed y'all how to use them. I, 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 used my, I showed you how I'd use my feelings. Yeah? I showed you what I, what I was doing wrong when it came to anger. So my anger was just self-directed. It was selfish anger. That's why he said, be angry, but sin not. My anger at that moment was never to do something about it. And that's what the anger, that's what he meant. He said, he said be angry, but sin not. That means that you are to do something that's going to, and when you see an injustice, you can be angry about that. Now do something about it. Pray. See? Just, this is why he told you don't marry an angry man. Don't fellowship with him. Because he's selfish. It's about him. Hey, teacher. We all know we, I love pastor. <laughs> Tell you. It's reciprocated. <laughs> awesome word of God, pastor. I, um, man, prayer, though. Prayer. Elder. Intercessory prayer. Yeah. It opened the door for all of this. Prayer. Thank you for your strong support, Elder. A person's uh, prayer, their heart is expressed in prayer. And I, I thank you for inspiring Mr. Branding and Elder Carl for expressing their heart. Sharing your heart. Oh my God. I don't know about you, I'm still, I'm like, I'm real excited up in my heart here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's you don't give me no time. I make this so quick. Okay, teacher can do it. Okay, you can do it. So, wow, Pastor. It's so awesome to, when you, first of all, it's so awesome that you don't get familiar with, too familiar with your leader. He's my husband, but he will always be my pastor as well. And with that, there is a honor and a respect for the position that he's in. And if I didn't uphold that honor always in respect, I couldn't receive and grow with you. If I don't, first of all, he is my husband. He is my shepherd. He's my leader. He's my friend. But still, yet with all that, I can't get too familiar with them. Because if I do, I can't respect and honor the position, which means that I stop growing. Because he is my shepherd. Wow. 
I don't know about you. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm like so excited. Um, because what pastor's teaching on today is something that T and I are, we talked about, and of course he had no clue about what we talked about. And we talked about our relationship. Even though we were here at the ministry, I'm at work, she's there with me all throughout the week. When I'm not at work, we still talk because of our intimacy with God that we still not talk, but it's intentional. We need to talk. We're not, because fellowship, I'm learning, fellowship is much deeper than what we take it to be. It's not, we're just hanging out. Fellowship is a feeding that happens when two believers come together. It has to be intentional that why I come together with someone. This is why I'm sure it took forever for me to really have a friend. It had to be intentional and with a purpose. Because those who are born again, everything that you do should be with a purpose. It should be intentional. And uh, we were talking about the kingdom and what saddens our heart. And we were also speaking about, I had sent her yesterday, I believe, because she was strongly on my mind, and I just wanted her to know how much I love her. <laughs> you know, sometimes we... When we say we love someone, it doesn't go far. It's just in the text. But my love, it expanded beyond the hemisphere. It, see, our love, see, when we say we love, it should have been, and I'm not, I know it was, as if I was their present being before her. And she experienced my heart through the actual text. I, um, she said, have you ever thought that we can love? And first of all, then you, then we're not homosexual. <laughs> I got to come from behind the podium. <laughs> we're, we're. I mean, <laughs> a husband, I'm married to a, a real man, a whole man, right? <laughs> and she's in preparation for her husband, the whole man. And um, to say that you love throughout a relationship with a friend, and then she said, well, I mean, have you ever thought about, you know, that we could love each other on a different level? She said, because it's on another level. I said, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we get so excited, and we're speaking about the lonely walk when you decide to really lay down your whole life. Um, she was sharing with me how she's a servant, I believe Minister B was teaching on 
communion about, um, wow, um, really, who's the greatest? And really the oneness, and then us not being divided. And uh, amen. <laughs> See, anytime the word is discussed, we're like, we went back home. No, not back home, in the car. We begin to examine and scrutinize the word of God to return to a whole full-blown out study. And um, and to, you're rushed like pastor. Um, but I have to share this. She said, we thought about it. There, there are no positions in the body of Christ, but there is order. Um, and then the, after Adam fell, and the man being now the head, it's because we need order. And so, as we're talking about the message, she said, you know what, I realize I'm, a, I'm serving all the time. I serve when I'm at the ministry. I serve. I serve. I still serve you when we're at work. She's not talking about, oh, do you serve? She said, no, I'm still serving, making certain that you don't get stressed out while you're here because I still need, see, look, I still need to be taught and learned so I can then teach someone else. So I can't let you get burned out. See, She's still watching, praying, and watching. She said, I'm always serving. And I'm sharing all of this because our entire, I realized our entire life encompassed our relationship with God individually, but it brings about a oneness in our relationship. And when you speak about loving an individual, our relationship is so intense and fervent in our love for each other because of our relationship with God. This is why we're so excited for Tuesday, every other Friday. Then she still see me at work. I'm like, and people are like, don't y'all get tired of each other? No, because we don't get tired of God. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't get tired of God. Um. And this, we're trying to really identify or describe this love. But it's the love that God commands us to have. He said, with him in man. I'm like, oh, this is the reality of this. <laughs> and it causes us to continue to grow and abound. And abound means to go above and it's a continual flowing like a river that has no end. And I said, and this is, Mr. V, and this is the life because we're still looking for happiness and the things of the world. You're going to see when you fully lay down your life, family, friends, and everyone else, that you're going to uh, appear that you're alone. But you're not because. It's a joy that God has to give us that surpass our understanding because what's going to happen is everyone going to depart from you because 
you, de you decide to take on Christ. And once you decide to fully take on Christ, you're going to feel left alone. I said, but this is why he's given us this joy. I find, and I said, and I see him in everything. I was telling Minister Rocket, I said, I see him in everything. I said, even Minister B, when you were talking to me about your test, what I was trying to share with you is that you took a test. He says, Lord, I'm with you always. And everything that we do as a believer is symbolic to what's going on in our life. He's trying to show us something. He's trying to show, and we're going to talk more about it. He's trying to show us something. <sighs> Love. That's a, the insight for me was that love have to have an inception of knowledge to have conception of the word. You have to be an inception of knowledge to have to make the connect for now the reality of the word of God. This is what's not happening is that love is knowledge, right? So I had a knowing. I had my love for pastor prior to us getting married. I had knowledge. I had intelligence. I had intel about your life with my life and what it looked like. What it looked, what it looked like. Because what happens with love, God's love, allows you to see discern and understand what you're seeing because what you're seeing doesn't make logical sense but it allows me to see what really is so when he told me he was never going to go to church I could see what was to be I could see what really is what really is that you're going to be a man of God. So, so did Baptized she, she in the Holy Spirit. So did she see correctly? <laughs> she saw correctly, didn't she? Okay. I could see that he <laughs> was to be my husband, but this was a ministry. I saw ministry. And I knew nothing, no matter what was going on around us, could stop that and I couldn't be distracted by that because guess what Cindy I had intel I had see and this knowledge is called accurate full knowledge mm -mm -mm. I had accurate full knowledge I had arrows <laughs> no, I cannot. straight arrows you all can stand up I, just, just it, man. That's I wanted to share with you the experience of the word that was taught today is that I was I was talking about it uh, like I said and I was talking about 
just relationship, and it's going to another level. Do you, can you believe that? And it means that you're supposed to get to know some very personal, in-depth things that you're not, even the person not even willing to share. But because I, look, but because of my desire to really want to know you, it's going to shatter all the things that has been blocking me from knowing you. My love, <laughs> my love for you is just going to blow it all up. And I'm, I'm going to see your full heart. <laughs> I know. It, I, I, and it, you, you have to be because I'm like, I need to get in your, I told Minister Fee, I said, I need to get in your mind. See, and what I was saying to her is that I really want you to let me fully and to do that, I have to get in your mind. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for just a dynamic time in your presence, Lord God. Thank you for every prayer that went up. Thank you for the hearts that were in agreement with the prayers, Father. Thank you for our man of God. You have gifted us, Lord God. You have gifted us with a man that's after your own heart. And we don't take it lightly that you would place him in our lives to lead us and feed us in the way of righteousness. Hallelujah. This is a man who's known to give up his entire life, his way of doing, a way of thinking so that he could lead others in righteousness. We thank you for every minister, every, every person who's gathered here today, every situation, every thought, everything that concerns them, that you would come and meet them at that place. We thank you for your love that's shared abroad in our heart by Holy Spirit, that you will even abound this love of Christ more and more and more. We lift up our lives to you tonight, Lord God. We lift up our lives to you, Lord. And we say, Lord God, you take charge of our lives, our way of thinking and doing. Bring us to a safe landing place in you in Christ Jesus. Oh, we thank you for walking ministry. We are moving in the right direction, which is love. We pray for every youth that's represented here tonight and who's not here. We thank you for their lives. We pray protection of covering over their minds and their hearts. We come against Hasatan that will try to destroy their very purpose in life. We, we just call, Lord God, your, your anointing on their life. Come to its fullness. We bless you tonight. We love you. My heart is just so full tonight because of the prayers of the righteous that went up. We don't take it lightly. Prayers of the righteous prevail as much as dynamic in his working. 
to you be all glory, power, dominion, and rule and reign forever and ever and ever, Lord God. Ah, oh, for you are the lover of my soul. Oh, I'm here to leave this place here. <laughs> oh, we bless you, Lord God. I just pray fresh fire rain down from heaven. Burn all impurities out of our minds and our heart, out of the spirit of man. Allow your spirit to rule, Father. We pray the spirit of, of obedience take charge of our lives, Father, and it leads us into a safe place in you in Christ Jesus. We ask that every gift be restored and revitalized in our life. We just, we ask for elevation in the spiritual things of our life, Lord God. We ask for that promotion. We just bless you tonight. We love on you. We love the fact that you died for us. We love you, Lord God. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for your power, a resurrection. We thank you for your blood that was shed, Lord God. We thank you for victory. We thank you for authority, Lord God. We thank you for your sovereign reign, Father. We thank you that you have conquered health, death, and the grave. Ah, we glorify your name. You be lifted up because you said in your word, if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. So we lift up the name that's above every name, Adonai, our great God, Jehovah, our banner. For you are the all-breasted one. You are our hope and you are our banner of victory. It's in Jesus' name that we say amen. For you are our Lord, hallelujah, our Savior, our Redeemer. You are God in our life and every situation.